the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
It's time for another dose of the antidote. I wish it was that easy to take care of COVID-19, but all I can do here is give the antidote to bad music by offering up Christian music that doesn't suck. It's always been great to have an artist come to share about their life and their music. That also means that it should be twice as good to have two artists come for a visit. That's what's in store for tonight. Each of these artists have very different music styles. What they have in common is that they both live in British Columbia, and they both have new music. Around the half-hour mark, we'll hear from Mirror Skyline, made up of the husband and wife team Tyrell and Christine Froze. You've already heard the song Waves from The Antidote's first guest, who's also a past winner of the CBC Searchlight competition. Yep, Lauren Mann is back with a new album, Memory and Desire, which releases October 16th. Let's get into the conversation I had with Lauren and hear about the surprises that she's brought to this new album. The Antidote has a return guest, singer-songwriter Lauren Mann. Good to have you back, Lauren. Oh, thanks for having me. A couple of albums ago, you were known as Lauren Mann and the Fairly Odd Folk. Mm-hmm. The odd folk are gone, and now it's just you. How has that affected your music? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, I feel like the odd folk are still around in spirit. <laughs> um, you know, I never really had a permanent band. I had a, a you know a group of friends that I played with for about two years, um, and other than that, it was really a rotating cast of of people. Um, you know, whoever was available to come join for a tour or a couple tours. Um, so it wasn't, you know, super consistent over the years. The spirit of that has kind of stayed the same. Um, I did a tour last year across Canada and played with three friends who came along who I hadn't played with before on a tour, though we didn't call ourselves the Fairly Odd Folk. Um, the idea is still there that, you know, everyone who joins me on stage kind of adds their own creative flair to the songs, um, and to the live show. But, um, musically, I feel like it's kind of allowed me some almost space too to, um, to find my own sound and my own voice, um, independent of other musicians and other influences and just kind of, I guess, forge my own path. Um, musically. And so since living on Pender Island on the West Coast, um, you know, I've been a part of lots of community jams and, you know, songwriting circles and things. So just being exposed to lots more music and types of music and different playing styles. And so really just uh, exploring different avenues of music and, you know, changing the identity of the music from the Fairly Odd Folk to Just My Name was almost more symbolic, but it's, it has, I think, kind of given me a bit more focus too, to what I'm doing. There's certainly been a big change with your new album, Memory and Desire. I mean, there's no ukulele. <laughs> I mean, that's a Lauren Man trademark. What yeah. happened? <laughs> well, good question. Um, you know what? There wasn't really a strong decision as to say, like, there is no ukulele going on this album, but, um, I feel like it was a natural progression or evolution, you know, maybe just a greater maturity, not to say that the ukulele is not a mature instrument, but it, it does kind of have its, its own sound. And sometimes 
um, I can get stuck in that sound. And so part of the writing process for this album, um, I had borrowed a friend's uh, tenor guitar. So it's, it's a four stringed acoustic guitar. It's a bit smaller than a regular six string. And I borrowed it for a couple weeks, wrote a song on it and just kind of got hooked. So I ended up finding one for myself. And so most of the songs, or a lot of them, I guess it's kind of evenly split, but a lot of them were written on a tenor guitar. It's similar to the ukulele in the fact that it has four strings, similar chording structure. But yeah, it's just a different, richer sound. Um, you know, it was just the instrument that I picked up and just was inspired by. So no fault to the ukulele. It just kind of happened that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should talk about the memory and desire opener. There is a sound. Mm-hmm. Musically, it brings in your new style, and it also brings the album's theme when it says, mixing memory and desire, waking up to something new. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that you never want to go back? Um. Well, I don't want to go back in time. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I want to keep moving forward. But the, I think the the whole idea of memory and desire is kind of being in that place of between the past and the future, which is, you know, this the present, but it's kind of this, this space of looking at the past, uh, remembering, you know, maybe accepting things that need acceptance or grieving the things that were lost, um, finding that place of acceptance, and then looking forward to what's next. So it's kind of this in-between space. Um, And so that's kind of the idea of the album is a bit of looking back, but not wanting to go back. Um, Just, you know, recognizing the past and being grateful for it and all that it's taught you and then looking forward and moving forward in a good direction.
there is a sound, the great opener to the Memory and Desire album. To really find out how much Lauren's sound has evolved, it's worth your while to check into some of her past releases like Dearest Lee or Overland and Sea. Life changes were the inspiration behind the songs found on Memory and Desire. Let's hear about that in the song Missing You. Memory and Desire is album number four for you. Mm-hmm. And it's also four years since your last release. Mm-hmm. Were you feeling any pressure to create? Um, maybe a little bit, but I feel like it was probably mostly self-inflicted pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had started writing for this album just after I released Dearestly in 2016. And so kind of over the years... I felt like I was close, like I started accruing like a a list of songs, but never really felt like the writing process was done. I just took a lot of time with the songs. And um, in many of those years, I didn't really know how or when I'd be able to record or what that would look like. So it was a bit uncertain for me for a while. And I did feel like, you know, a bit of that pressure of like, are people going to forget my music? And you know, am I going to still be relevant and all these, you know, the self doubt that comes in, but then it, you know, was able to come together. I was able to record it and finally like breathe life into the songs that I had been sitting with for a long time. Yeah. I didn't really feel external pressure, more just, you know, pressure for myself to want to create and want to put out music because that's just what I do. And I love doing it. And once I have songs, you know, I get a bit impatient. It's like, when can I get this out? When can I, you know, get this into people's ears? <laughs> but it is, a, it's quite a process. So I have to be patient and, and see it through to the end. Memory and Desire has the sweetest love song, Missing You. <laughs> the chorus says, you keep surprising me with your gentle talk and poetry. I think it's true. I'm really missing you. <laughs> so it's time for the story. How did you meet your special someone? (laughs) Uh, Well, we actually met online, uh, which is becoming more and more common these days. I mean, I live on a small island. There's, you know, not a lot of people my age here. Um, And so, and he's from Victoria. And so we met, yeah, we met online and started seeing each other kind of long distance, but Pender Island to Victoria is only a 40 minute ferry ride. So we're only separated by this body of water. So it's not really that long distance, but we hung out a few times and then just, we would talk on the phone a lot. And so we had lots of conversation and, and just lots of talking, you know, late into the night and hours and hours of conversation. There was one morning I woke up and he had written this funny poem, like not really too sappy, like it was just a funny poem, but it was poetry. (laughs) And I was so surprised. And like, who is this guy who is writing a poem to me in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) Is this real life? (laughs) Um, So occasionally, we'll go back and forth, and we'll just write silly poems to each other. It's a little nerdy, and it's very fun. (laughs) Um, But the whole relationship, you know, is just a, a complete surprise. You know, I wasn't expecting it. And yeah, he's just such a, a amazing human being. And so getting to know him and who he is has been a, a wonderful surprise the whole way. You've already mentioned where you live. And I guess that's something I've never understood about you is why you chose to live on Pender Island. 
I've been to your place, so I know it's a beautiful area. But it's also kind of remote. I mean, it's a ferry ride away from everywhere. You're an active musician. There's got to be some negatives about the location. Oh, there's definitely, you know, pros and cons to living on an island, but um, (laughs) the commute being one of them, you know, I I probably leave the island uh, every week or two, like not, you know, I'm not commuting every day or anything, um, and it's pretty easy to get to town. I have a few friends who live on the island as well who are touring musicians and do that full time, and I mean, it's a very peaceful place, it's more rural, so you're kind of tucked in the woods. So it's a wonderful place to recharge and leave uh, to go do things in the you know hustle and bustle of the cities. And then it's such a nice place to come back to, which I've experienced in my travels. But it's really the community here that drew me here in the first place and has kind of kept me here. You know, I've met some of the best friends I've ever had here on Pender. And we've all we all came for different reasons at different times. Um and lots of creative folks and musicians and artists and really great community of people. And I mean, the location is wonderful too. So many beaches and cool um, hikes around here. Yeah, it's made me realize like how important the people that you have around you are. And, uh, and that can really influence your life in big ways. Yeah, that's definitely what keeps me here right now.
And you're tuned into The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Your sound has really changed on memory and desire. You know, it has less of the folk styling. It's more mature. And even though it's grown up, I guess the surprising part is that it doesn't come across as being self-assured. You're really open about your struggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's kind of what I wanted to convey with this album. I mean, unintentionally, because the songs just kind of happened and, you know, I wrote them over a period of a few years, but um, it feels very honest and a bit vulnerable. And I guess, you know, that's the whole thing of being a musician is that it's a gift to be able to put into melody and lyrics and music, you know, the human condition and emotions. And so being able to communicate that, I mean, it's, part of my story that I've shared, but I hope that when people listen to it, they'll adopt a meaning for it for themselves, whatever they're going through, or maybe it will fit into their life situation in a certain way. But sometimes it's a bit scary to, you know, share like more honest songs, but that's what we have to do, I think, as artists and musicians. It's that's kind of the whole point of it is is being vulnerable and and allowing others to kind of get to that place with us. Well then, who do you think memory and desire will change the most? Is it going to be you or your listener? <laughs> well, it's. I think up until this point, it's definitely changed me a lot and helps me process through a lot. Um, and going forward, I mean, I, I hope it really connects to people in a, in a really meaningful way. Maybe it's too soon to say, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I hope that it is, you know, something that's not just like, oh, this is such a cool song. I like listening to it, that it's, it's really can really draw, draw things out of people and, and maybe help them understand themselves a little bit more or their situation. And cause the, yeah, the songs definitely have done that for me. So earlier on, I spoke about not understanding about where you live Something else I don't understand is Say It Out Loud. Because the song begins saying that you've never been great about speaking about your feelings. You know, I can't imagine you having any difficulty speaking about anything. Isn't that an <laughs> impossibility for an artist? Uh, well, I think <laughs> maybe for some people. Um, but... Uh... Well, and it depends on the situation too. I've gotten a lot better at this and I'm learning how to communicate how I feel <laughs> through lots of personal growth. But um, yeah, there's definitely a time where I, I had a really hard time articulating what it was that I was feeling. And under pressure, um, I would kind of just shut down instead of you know being open and just um, being honest about where I was at or what was going through my mind. And, you know, sometimes I have felt 
that it's easier to to write it in a song, um, write a song about it, maybe because that's just for me, like it's, it's my most honest form of communication. Um, I don't have to uh, filter it in any way, I can just put it out on paper and, or, you know, sing a melody, even that kind of helps express emotion. Um, but I'm learning to find that balance where, you know, I don't want to only be honest with my journal and my songbook. <laughs> But, you know, being able to communicate that with friends or with uh, family or a significant other is pretty key and pretty foundational to to life. And so it's yeah, that's just been a really big growth process for me is learning, you know, how to do that effectively and how to listen, um, how to how to speak, but how to listen as well. And yeah, so <laughs> hopefully that helps you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, thanks for coming for a talk with The Antidote, and have a good run with Memory and Desire. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great to chat with you. I was never too great at talking about my feelings, but I feel things deep all the time I could write it in a song but when I opened up my mouth all that came out was miscommunication say it out loud like you know it's the i uh-huh.
really appreciate that Lauren is learning to be open about her struggles and her emotions. That's something I have a tough time revealing. So I appreciate that she's able to. Now it's time to move from BC's Gulf Islands to the city of Kamloops, the home of Mere Skyline. Christine and Tyrell join us to give us the details about their music, their lives, and their faith. Husband and wife duo Tyrell and Christine Froze make music happen as Mere Skyline. Thanks for joining The Antidote. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, it's great. Something I'd read on the Mere Skyline website, it says that you're a Canadian-German band. How was it the two of you met? Oh, um, well, it's actually a while back. So I'm from Germany, and I decided after high school to do a year abroad. And um, of all the places they sent me, so I did it with an organization called Youth for Christ. Oh, yes. And they sent me to Williams Lake in Canada. <laughs> and this is where I met Tyrell, and then we fell in love, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now we need to hear the important details. <laughs> of the two of you, who's the romantic one? Oh my goodness. That is a difficult question. <laughs> I think... I mean, I don't want to say that I am, but what? I think we both... I think we both are pretty similar in that area. I wouldn't know how to... <laughs> well, I guess it depends what you think romantic is, oh, right? Who's the one that's going to dream up the next wonderful vacation or comes okay. up with the idea of making a reservation at the best restaurant in town? That's definitely me. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it? That is true. When it comes to actually planning things, she is the planner. So that would be something she would definitely think of. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean you need to spruce up your game? Oh, probably. Yeah, it's been a work in progress for our entire relationship. <laughs> uh, he's gotten much better, though. Yeah. <laughs> was music the connection? Like how you two got together? It actually was. When we were in church, I was part of the worship team. I had my own uh, band with some friends in church. I played bass at the time. And she wanted to be involved in the music when she uh, went to our church. So she was allowed to lead a worship service, am I right? Yeah, yeah. So I had to lead a worship service, and but I had to find my own musicians. And although I didn't really know him, I was like, you play bass, right? So uh, I needed a bass player. So I kind of asked him, and that's how we connected. And yeah, she needed help. She wasn't sure what songs were the ones that we normally play in church. So she asked me for help with picking the music as well. So music was definitely the way that we met and uh, our connection, definitely. Yeah. Christine, how many years have you been in Canada? Well, I first came here 10 years ago, but then I actually moved to Canada eight years ago. So it's been a while now. Mir Skyline has gradually been releasing a series of singles. The first was Finding Home in 2018. Maybe that's just speaking about you coming to Canada. <laughs> but no, seriously... <laughs> That's an eloquent song. No turning back, I'm breaking through. Follow the ever bright into the unknown. Darkness falls away as I'm finding home. Maybe you can tell us, is that journey easy? Um, it is definitely not an easy journey. And at the same time, 
neither has this musical journey for us. So I think it kind of works for us in this way as well. Yeah, I think because this song, especially, um, we were talking about finding like a place to belong and um, like a good place in your life. So I think sometimes you have to redefine that during your life as well. So it's definitely not easy and it takes some time to realize where you want to be and who you want to be with, whether it be people or also on a spiritual journey with God. Definitely not easy. I think it's always a, it's a journey. So you never stop and you just keep going and find a place where you feel like you belong.
Finding Home is a great example of Muir Skyline's music. It has really thoughtful and interesting lyrics. The band's lyric style was something I wanted to hear more about. We'll find out about that on this part of our chat. And that is the point of your music? That you're aiming this towards a Christian audience? Or are you trying to make it more open? Um, We're definitely wanting to make it more open. There is a reason why we don't call ourselves a Christian band. However, we are Christians making music, and that's how we want people to see us. Because I guess you can compare it a bit to... So we grew up with the band Flyleaf, listening to them, and I always admired them for kind of saying we're not a Christian band, but we want to make music for everybody. However, their lyrics was very encouraging and then they were not afraid to speak about God. And I think that's kind of what we want to do as well, to have more of an open relationship with everybody. Well, the reason I brought that up is that as I've been enjoying the the music of Mere Skyline, I've been finding that your lyrics aren't overly obvious. And for me, that keeps it interesting. Why do you choose that style of songwriting? We're actually really happy that you um, find it to be that way because that's actually... One of the small intentions of our lyric writing is to keep it a bit ambiguous, a little bit. We, well, we want people to be able to relate to it in different ways, for one, depending on their situation. Um, but also, we do want to keep it interesting, and we do want people to wonder. And, and that's part of the way that we want to inspire people as well, is, is, is that then maybe you could tell me, where do the song ideas come from? That is a difficult question. (laughs) The song ideas, they come from, I think, a lot of contemplation. We don't write a lot of music just here and there, randomly. We definitely take the time to take maybe little bits of what we have, ideas, and we hash them out and we think about them, and I think it takes a lot of reflection on our own lives as well as, you know, the situation in the world, things like that. Yeah, the inspiration comes definitely from our own lives, but also in the environment we live in and looking at other people's situations and what we feel or what we are passionate about, what we think people need to hear or what they could be encouraged by. I first heard of Mirror Skyline, Christine, when you sent the antidote an email in 2019. Part of your message said, our goal is to inspire people to support each other, and we want to encourage people to keep going, even when things are hard sometimes. It makes it sound like you're really on a mission. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Because as you can see with the three songs we already released, they all have like a certain hopeful message like every song basically is on a journey to kind of finding your potential and keeping going i feel like in our generation often we are so content with where we are and maybe not going forward in life sometimes and we just want to encourage people to actually look around them and not just being in their own bubble but looking at other people and themselves and where they could go with their lives. That sort of theme really comes through on your second single, Gravity. 
can you tell us about it? Gravity is one of those songs that is definitely inspired by looking at other people and the things that they've gone through. It's really a song about being there for someone and trying to get through to someone in their difficult or dark time, whether it's depression or something like that. Um, yeah, it's about being there with that person and trying to get through to them because sometimes there are people that we know, whether it's a friend or somebody around us, that they can fall into some kind of problem in their life. And sometimes it's very difficult to talk to them or relate to them. So it's really a song about being there with that person, persevering with them and not just giving up on them, but trying to get through to them in that situation. You know, these days we talk about mental health and it's great how there's this awareness around that, but um, it's something else to just talk about it, but actually actioning what that means practically. And I think this song is really about wanting people to not just ask somebody how you're doing and walk away, but when somebody tells you, I'm not doing that great, to actually like ask questions. Don't be afraid to try to be there for somebody and walk the journey with them. Coming from Germany, there's not this thing where you walk around, you're like, how are you? Like you say hello, but that's about it. <laughs> but coming to Canada, I noticed how everybody here is like in the grocery store, wherever, how's your day going? But then I noticed really quickly when you are actually honest <laughs> and you say, oh, not that great today. They look at you like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, why are you asking then, you know? So at the same time, I guess it's a balance as well to sometimes you don't, of course, have to tell everybody your problem, right? And it's fine if you are struggling with something yourself that you sometimes can't maybe be there for somebody else, but just be open to it at least. If you ask, how are you? Expect that maybe somebody tells you, you know, their life story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christine. And I'm Tyro of Mere Skyline, and you're listening to The Antidote.
I adore Christine's vocals on Gravity from Mere Skyline. Now, I've got to admit that I am not a patient guy. <laughs> so, having only singles coming from an artist drives me nuts. But it shows how effective those gaps can be. Because, you know, I'm always ready for the next new song from Mere Skyline. I've been out west a few times, and I have to say that British Columbia is an incredibly beautiful province. And if you were going to put me on the spot and ask me to pick a favorite area, I really don't know how I'd answer. I mean, I like the coast, I like the mountains, even that desert area in the Okanagan Valley. Okay, I'm going to quit this travelogue. You heard earlier that tonight's guest, Mir Skyline, contacted the antidote. I appreciate that artists and listeners like getting in touch. I'm always looking for music suggestions for the show or to talk about faith. You can always message The Antidote through our Facebook or Twitter page or send an email to dave at theantidoteradio.com. A few weeks back, I had a long talk with Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion. And I've been itching to share this, but I promised I wouldn't until the new album, Influence, released. Next week, you'll get to hear all about that album. I've been talking too much tonight, so I'll close the antidote with the last part of our talk with Mir Skyline, and you'll hear about their latest single, Made to Fly. See you again next week. When did Mir Skyline actually begin? Like, when did you decide this is going to be a serious effort? Yeah, so I think for me, I started writing songs a while back, but it was always like just for fun, kind of. But then in 2017, I think we went to a music workshop with Manifest. We talked about how you could actually achieve making it into something. And so we were like, okay, like, let's try it out. And this is when we started sitting down and really writing music and um, seeing what we can do with it. Well, that's interesting because. When I've spoken with Chris Greenwood, he said trying to remain as a Christian artist in Canada is a career killer. What are your thoughts? I think that that's actually true and that it can be very difficult for Christian artists, especially new ones. There are ones that are establishing, but we're talking about in Canada. And I think that that definitely can make it difficult to grow your fan base and grow your reputation. People often, especially if you are very much declaring very bluntly or very frankly what you believe in, that can turn people off, of course. And I can see that being difficult. Yeah, I think maybe that's why partially we said we don't want to just say we're a Christian band because we want people to first get to know us and then through that build a connection to then talk to our fan base about Jesus when the right time comes. Because people are very judging, right? So some people, they just don't like Christians and we want to also reach those people. Just a couple of weeks ago, your latest song, Made to Fly, came out. One line in the song says, As I step away from these ruins... There's nothing to them now. The truth will always win. Well, (laughs) lately we've had politicians claiming that everything is fake news. How do we find the truth? In a modern 
very physical context, that is very difficult to find the truth because these days the truth we have defined as a culture, especially in North America, that the truth is what you make it and that everyone finds their own truth. Mm. Whereas the truth that we're talking about is God's truth and what he has for each person individually for their life um, and how they're intended to be. You know, God defines that. We don't. Even in our Christian circles, we, we don't define that ourselves. So when you have a society that rejects God, truth is going to be skewed in many areas. We might have something that's close in some ways, but without God, ultimately, truth becomes skewed and uh, something else than it should be. Perfect answer. <laughs> I love that. Well, I guess right now COVID-19 is sort of messing with the entire music scene. What about down the road? What's the future for Mere Skyline? Oh, yeah. We talked about it a bit, especially this year, because um, we wanted to tour this year and play shows and get out there. And it's really difficult to do that. It's hard to plan your future right now. Yes. Because as you were saying, the music industry is totally different. There's barely any shows that can be played. Or if you can play shows, there's barely any people that are allowed to come to your shows. Right now, it feels like we've taken a step backwards in a way. And I know this is definitely the case for uh, most other musicians out there. It feels like a step backwards. And we don't know what's going to happen. Um, if things are going to open up or not. And so we are kind of preparing in a way that that might happen, but also preparing internally that it might not, and that we might have to continue to, you know, release music without uh, doing shows or something like that. So we have to wait and see and prepare kind of either way where possible. So if we were living in a dream world, what would be the top thing you could do? actually play live shows, to play in front of an audience, to actually share our music in person yeah, with an audience. With yes. I guess what's missing the most right now for every musician probably out there that likes to have connections with people is going out there and talking to people. Because, I mean, I guess you can do it online, but it's never the same as if you are in a room with them, play your music, and they actually feel it and can talk to you afterwards. Mm -hmm. So. That would be the dream, of course. <laughs> <laughs> There's none of the sweaty group hugs after yeah. an online oh, show. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Christine and Tyrell, thanks so much for this talk, and thanks for sharing about the music of Mere Skyline. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you so great. much.